0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Better Than I Deserve channel. You know, today I want to talk a little bit about grief. Um, I had an old friend reach out to me. Um, they've been like super supportive uh, through this process of me posting and saying this is something that I'm going to be working on. And it's a friend from way back, you know, when I, I'm talking 10, 12 years old in the, in the hometown that I grew up in, right? I, I don't have many friends from back then that... I kind of still talk to, I, I wasn't the best neighbor, if you will. So <clears throat> they reached out to me and they said, Hey, you know, uh, I would love if you did a talk on grief, you know? And so that was this morning. And I was like, you know what? That's a, that's a perfect topic. I think that right now we live in a world where, um, grief is right around the corner. And it's not just in loss, right? There's a couple different types of grief. Um, you know, one of the interesting groups that I run in my facilities is talking, you know, I pr- primarily work with substance abuse um, clients. And, you know, we, we actually do a group where we walk through the stages of grief for their kind of DOC, right, their drug of choice, right? Or, you know, if it was heroin or if it's crack or cocaine or alcohol. So, you know, one thing that we do is we actually run their drug of choice through the stages of grief. And and I think that might not make a lot of sense to uh, the average person, but if you know someone or if you are someone who has had drug or alcohol issues, um, when when you end that ritual relationship with the drugs and the alcohol, it, it is like losing a friend, you know, and I think that's the difference between normal people and, and, you know, addicts or alcoholics is that, you know, normal people, you know, alcohol and drugs are, are, are something they do. And for, you know, um, The other side, it's really a piece of them. It's a life vest, uh, life jacket, life rope. I mean, call it whatever you want, right? It's a best friend, right? And I I have my own personal relationship (laughs) with opiates where, you know, there was nothing better. You know, the first time I ever did an opiate, it was like wrapping myself in a warm blanket like I had never felt in my entire life, right? (laughs) So not to get too far off subject, but my point is that— Grief can be around a lot of different things, right? Grief can be from the loss of uh, an actual person, whether they're a family member or a, a friend. It could be a long-term loss like of cancer. It could be an acute loss like a, an overdose or a, um, a car accident, uh, accidental death, right? There, there's a lot of different ways that grief can show up. And it could also be like the loss of um, – like when we transition from like adulthood into midlife, right? There, there's a loss of youth in that transitional period that that there could come some grief. And we look at um, the midlife crisis, right? The the 45 year old guy balding that that buys the Mazda Miata, right? Like uh, that that's a kind of grief, right? And, and not to overlook it. So I say all that to to bring everybody on board, right? Let's bring everybody on board because I. I I don't think I've ever met anyone that hasn't experienced some type of grief in their life, whether they know it or not. So this is what I'll say. Out of all the people that I've met, I don't think I know two people that experience grief in the same way. Yeah, I don't know how else to say that. Like, I'm being serious. I don't know two people that experience grief in the same way. So I have a rule when I'm doing grief therapy with someone or with a group of people and I'm kind of discussing grief and we're talking about it. And the first rule is you cannot look at any article or stages of grief in the linear fashion. So linear is one, two, three, four, five, like we're climbing a ladder, right? Grief grief does not work like that. And I think a lot of people – believe that it does and that gets them into trouble so they might pull up google and start searching grief you know and they go oh i'm at anger and bargaining right stage three whoo got through all the other stuff i got through the pain and the guilt and the shock and denial right like i'll never have to experience that again and then three days later when they're back in denial they start beating themselves up for it right and that's when grief can get um into a very vicious cycle. So my point is, is that it is not linear, right? You might start on stage four, right? Stage four of grief. And then you might jump to stage one. And then you might jump to stage five, right? And then back to two and then back to one again, you know? So really when we're talking about grief, specifically the stages of grief, just understand that it's describing the point in grief that you're at it's not saying if you're doing good or bad right that doesn't really exist when it comes to individual grief it looks differently for everyone and, and i'll tell you this where i'm at emotionally and spiritually in life grief has hit me in different ways completely different ways you know i i can remember i'll say this real quick for a you know kind of a a personal uh insight is i lost one of my best friends when i was 14 years old i I witnessed him dies april april 10th 1999 and um there was a couple of stared it was an atv accident and there was nothing we can do and it was like something off of a movie right like we're like looking and watching one of our really good friends you know his soul disappear in front of us and there was nothing we can do and you know this group of kids all handled grief differently and the way that i handled it was i dove into the avoidance of life right i just avoided the entire stages of grief by pouring as much alcohol and drugs onto it that i could possibly consume And I did that for years with any grief that came up in my life. My greatest coping skill for life was drugs and alcohol, right? So there's a lot of people out there that don't have that great hope, you know, that great avoidance skill (laughs) like some of us, you know, recovering drug addicts or alcoholics do, you know, so you experience it in different ways. So let's talk about what are the stages of grief, right? And I kind of have some little notes over here just so you know. Um, so, you know, stage one is going to be shock and denial. This is usually first, right? This is usually the first thing that happens is like, what do you mean that's being taken from me, right? Whether that's a, a, a child, whether that's a friend, a, um, a parent, uh, a favorite uncle, you know, whether that's, you know, the drugs and the alcohol, what do you mean you're, you know, cutting me off, Right. Like, whoa, kind of shock and denial. That's not real. You know, that's not going to happen. You know, and then we go into the, the second stage, which is pain and guilt. You know, and this stage really beats people up. This is a stage that people can get stuck in for a little bit and it can become like a revolving door. You know, people who, um, you know, the depression sets in and the pain and guilt just does not let up. Uh, I know a few people who have experienced grief in this way, and you know it was hard to watch because there's really nothing you can do uh, when someone's going through that. And and that's something that I'm going to uh, reiterate at the end is when someone's going through grief, all you can do is love them, you know, be compassionate for where they're at, love them, not judge them for how they're personally experiencing grief. Right. So stage three is going to be your anger and bargaining. Right. So think about this. Right. The internal bargaining with God of you know, if that's what you believe. Of well, if you do this, and I'll do this, and you know, you, you see a lot of that in um, other kinds of grief, right? Like where you're trying to bargain your way out, or or you use anger, right? You become explosive at the people around you, uh, which be- can become very dangerous, right? Because someone who is experiencing some such a personal loss can become very irrational. And they can do a lot of damage to their life in a short amount of time. And and that's another, if you have someone close to you that's experiencing grief, love them up, cocoon them, right? Like wrap them up and don't let them go destroy their lives over this grief. But don't try to stop them from experiencing it because you cannot avoid grief, right? You cannot avoid it. There's nothing you can do. You can postpone it. But you cannot avoid it. So stage number four is really the depression, reflection, and loneliness stage. This is a stage where, you know, we've kind of argued, we've kind of bargained, we've kind of been in denial, and now we're just going to reclude back, right? is usually, you know, isolating ourselves, not talking about it, avoiding people, places or things that remind us. Um, that bring up painful memories of the loss or even like good times um, that we experienced with the thing that we lost. And then number five, the upturn right now. So the first four stages can all be mixed together, right? Someone can start on four, move to two, then to three, one, two, three, four, right? The good thing is when someone hits that upward turn, right? They hit that, that, upward turn where they're starting to do better, they're no longer being overwhelmed by their grief, then a lot of times that's a really positive spot to be in because it means that they've kind of turned a corner, right? That does not mean that they're not going to go back. It just means that they've gotten a little further down the road, right? Which is an important part of the process of grief right so number six is the reconstruction and working through kind of what happened this could look a lot of different ways so an example of this stage would be like You know, if I lost someone that was very near and dear to me, maybe instead of it being painful to remember them, maybe now I can start to crack a smile in remembering them, right? Maybe I bring into my life things that we did together in remembrance of this person or this thing, right? Like I'm turning and reconstructing my life to not having whatever I lost in it. Right. Super important stage. Right. And then the last stage acceptance and hope. So let's talk about this stage for a little bit because a lot of times when someone finally moves to it, it, true acceptance and hope, they're usually not going to go back through the ladder right? Unless it's like, you know, around a, a specific day or an anniversary, they could definitely revert back for a small amount of time. But usually when someone gets to this acceptance and hope place, they're, they're really turning a corner because what is acceptance, right? Is acceptance not that we know there's nothing we can do to change the outcome? There's no bargaining, there's no denial, there's no if this, then that, right? Like it just is, it just is, right? And, and that's acceptance. Like, I don't have to like it. And my rule of thumb is, if you're talking about acceptance, it's something you don't like. Good rule of thumb, right? Like, if I'm having to accept something, I ain't liking it. <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? Like, I ain't liking something that I'm having to accept, right? It's a pretty good rule of thumb. So the next question is, right, like any, any topic, it's okay, well, how is this helpful, how is this beneficial to me? Okay, cool. So this information can be readily found, can be readily found on Google, right? Go type in stages of grief, right? Usually you're going to see five stages of grief, right? This seven stage of grief is a little bit different. I like it a little more. It kind of pulls out and it has this acceptance and hope and this upward turn, which are some added stages. But I, I like those because I think those are important things that actually do happen in when someone's processing grief. So I I like I like to use this model, the seven stages versus the five. You know, the one thing that I would say is what is important about this is if you're someone who is struggling with grief or you have someone you love that is struggling with grief, you can now identify where they're at. Right? You can look it up, say man, this person's acting a little weird. What's going on? Let me Pull this up, take a look at where they're at, and see how I can be most helpful based upon where they're at. I think that's a super helpful, thoughtful thing to do. All right. So, all that being said, I want to say a couple things about grief from my experience of personally going through it and then also working with people that are going through it. <laughs> Number one, do not try to take away from someone's experience with grief right don't try to tell them they're overreacting don't do that right like that what does that do pick up your bootstraps i get it but you're not being helpful right that's like telling someone who's depressed to just get up and work harder it's absurd if you know anything about depression, but people still do it because they they don't know, right? They don't know, they don't know. So number one, don't try to take away from someone's process of grief. Don't do that, right? Like, just please don't. Number two is understand if you've been through grief or if you know someone who's been through grief, you or that person will never be the same. You can never go back To the way things were before the loss. And I think this is where a lot of people get hung up in the process of grief. They try to orchestrate their lives in such a way that they can go back to what it's like before the loss. It's impossible, right? Every day you wake up, you cannot go back to the person you were the day before because you had experiences through that day and on a cellular level you changed as a result of those experiences right so just understand you will never be the same after you experience whatever loss it is that you're grieving okay i I think that's super important important number three is this is not linear The stages of grief are not linear. It does not go stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. Everyone experiences it differently. Just the way it works. Look it up. I'm not making it up. Just the way it works. Don't try to assume that you know what's going to happen next, right? Because that's when we start trying to control our emotions. And we know, right? Like our feelings lie. Right. Like a, a good indication of how we're doing is not typically just our feelings because they lie and they change quickly. Right. Like when.